Hello and welcome to another episode of the Autos and Airways podcast. I am your host, Alex Shum. Uh, today's another uh, episode by myself. I'm going to be talking about the my driving experience with the all-new Tesla Model S Plaid. Um, I'm also going to be going over the new Porsche Cayman GT4 RS, the upcoming BMW XM concept, as well as the uh, 2023 Acura Integra prototype that was also recently revealed. And of course, we'll start off with uh, the cars and bids segment where I found an absolutely flawless 2012 L322 Range Rover supercharged. So without further ado, let's get into it. So I guess obviously we'll start off with cars and bids. So this week's car is a 2012 Range Rover supercharged. The last year for the L322 generation Range Rover, that was a third generation. It was on sale from 2002 to 2012. Um, in my opinion, probably it, it's tough. It's a tough choice for me. I, I don't know if my favorite Range Rover is the L405 or the L322 because the L322 is the last of like the more old school Range Rovers before they really kind of went into the modern era but it still had all of the modern features, at least at the time that a car had, and it was still a lot more old school than the current stuff. But um, I guess for that reason, the L322 always kind of remains, you know, special to me. And that was the Range Rover that I always knew uh, as a child, because that's, that's all that was, that's what everyone had. Um, so I'm going to share my screen. This is it. Uh, go. I mean, it is gorgeous. Almost just under 46,000 miles. It's finished in the lovely Galway green with the Arabica interior. I mean, it is, it is gorgeous. Um, I mean, no miles at all. It is, it, it, it's a lovely, lovely, lovely car. Perfect spec. Um, so it is the AJ133 engine. Um, Five liter supercharged V8, 510 horsepower, 400, I think it's 460 pound feet of torque, somewhere around that. 400, so close, 461. It's got a ZF six speed automatic in a two speed transfer case, as always in a Range Rover. I mean, it is lovely. I mean, this color, Galway green, it was before they went to Aintree green. Aintree green is in my opinion, a much nicer color, but Galway green is still, it's a classic, close to British racing green. Um, very strange as to why that supercharged badge is down there. It is supposed to be up about four or five inches. That is just not right. And it looks, it looks a bit strange really, but that would be an easy fix. It is, yeah, it's, it's, it's a beautiful car. And the interior, I mean, the Arabica, I mean, this is, uh, this is like the Oxford leather. It is, it's gorgeous. I mean, and it's got the, the white micro piping. It is, yeah, I mean, look at that. That is awesome. Such a lovely car. There's a little bit of wear and tear on the seats, but it's a car that's, you know, it's 10 years old. But yeah, it is heated and ventilated uh, front seats, heated rear seats. It's got the uh, Harman Kardon Logic 7 surround sound system. I believe that one was like 14 speaker, 
like 710 watts, I think. Could be wrong on that, but yeah, I mean, it is truly a, just a lovely, lovely spec. I'm not sure if there's a window sticker or anything, but yeah, five liter supercharged engine is still a great engine if you take care of it. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's um, it's a solid car. It's the last of kind of the old school Range Rovers, like I said, and nowadays it's really hard to find a clean L322. Um, early ones are really hard to find. Later ones are getting harder to find as well. But this one is probably one of the nicest in the country right now for sale with, you know, without a doubt. So I'm really uh, curious to see how much it goes for right now. It's a $26,000. There's a day left of bidding. So we will see. It is, this one has not had the timing chain uh, repair done. I you know, I'm not sure how often oil changes were done on this, but at this low mileage, I wouldn't think it would be an issue. But again, you, you never really know. Um, but yeah, this is a just fantastic example of an L322 Range Rover. So yeah, I guess moving on from that, I would like to discuss um, a couple of weeks ago, I got to drive the all new Tesla Model S Plaid, the fastest car in the world. Um, really, really interesting. Um, a lot of my complaints with the quality issues that Tesla have has been remedied in some way with this car. Um, it it's still not great. The quality, the interior quality, and the build quality is still not great. But it is so much better than even the last Model Three I drove, which was better than the Model Three I drove before that. Um, it still just isn't. You know, it. I was very impressed with it, but at the same time, I it was kind of same old, same old from Tesla. Just a lot. You know, quality was okay, not great. Um, paint quality still was not that good. Um, but I was way, way more impressed than I was expecting from this. Um, of course, you know, if you have, what is that thing, like a 1,020 horsepower, I think, I don't even remember. Um, in zero to 60 in two seconds flat. Uh, yeah, it's acceleration is unlike anything I've ever experienced before. It really, words cannot describe how insane that thing is under acceleration. I mean, it, yeah, real. I mean, quickest car I've ever driven was a Porsche 911 Turbo S, 991.2. And I mean, that thing's insane. That's a two and a half second car, but this blows that thing out of the water. I mean, it, I'm still kind of speechless on 
just how in, how truly insane that thing is. I mean, it is honestly the performance is it's too dangerous. In my opinion, it's a, it's a little too dangerous because it's expensive. That car's like one hundred thirty thousand dollars, but it's not out of reach for a lot of people. You know, usually with this level of performance, you're getting a nine eleven turbo, which you know, give or take two hundred thousand dollars, or you know, you know seven-figure hypercars or, you know, there's some other electric cars, Porsche Taycan, Audi, uh, e-tron GTRS. But with this is just a bit, it's, 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 it, it, it is, it is so insane. And, and to kind of put, put this into perspective, I got on an on-ramp onto the highway. I floored it. I had my foot to the carpet for probably six seven eight seconds and i looked down and i was doing miles an hour <clears throat> yeah that is just how insanely fast this thing is um it yeah it, i i i mean it, it it really was insane um and the infotainment system was you know it has an all-new infotainment system that is amazingly good um i would still of course like physical controls but tesla won't do that um but for for what it was it was very good and it has a gauge cluster you know thank you um put that in the model three and the model y and it would be a lot better um what else about i mean yeah it it, it was it was um it was really just it was you know, it, it, <laughs> I'm struggling really for words to just to kind of describe the driving experience. Um, however, there are issues with that car. Um, the two come to mind. Um, you know, I watched some reviews before uh, driving this car, and everyone said that the brakes are not, you know, they're not good enough for for you know, just the level of performance of this car. And I agree, the this car is severely underbraked. If you have over a thousand horsepower in a car and your car does zero to 60 in, you know, two seconds and it goes 200 miles an hour, you need brakes. And the brakes on this car were, were not good enough. And also when this car weighs 5,000 pounds, you, you, need, you need good brakes. So stopping all that weight, from such a high speed is it's vital. It, 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 you have to have good brakes and this car does not have good brakes. It, it just does not. It, be, it is, like I said, severely underbraked. Um, no way would that work on a track. It's not a track car, but, um, and even on the street, normal driving, it's fine. But if, if you floor it, if you're you know, trying to impress people, if you need to stop quickly, it, it just, it's just, it's not up for it. It's not good enough, but yeah. And then the other huge problem is the yoke steering wheel. It, it just doesn't work. Um, driving, you know, on a back road or something, it's, it's fine. It's not, it's, it's, it's a bit strange, but it's not really all that weird. However, uh, if you're in a parking lot and you need to maneuver, um, 
if you're doing, you know, if you're parallel parking, if you need to do a three-point turn, you can't, you can't do this. You know, you can't, you can't, it, there's no top of the wheel. It, it's just not, you know, it, for those of you that are listening in, I am moving my hands like I am, you know, maneuvering a car. You just, you just can't, you can't, you just can't do it. And it's, 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 it's a freaking joke. It, it really is. It, it, yokes are for airplanes, not cars. And there's a reason for that. I mean, it's, it just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't work in the real world. It does not work in the real, real world at all. It, it's just, it, it's, it's absolutely silly. Um, and I don't, I mean, if I owned that car, I, I know I would not get used to that. I, I just could, you know, even if I lived with it every day for a year, I know I could not get used to a yoke steering wheel just because it, it, it's just not, it's, it's not a good idea. It's, it's not a good idea. Um, handling was fine. Um, it wasn't particularly great, but it was far from terrible. It handled better than it has a right to, but again, it doesn't handle as well as, you know, Model S is a bit strange. It's kind of in between the size of an E-Class and an S-Class, but everything it competes with handles a little bit better. Um, but yeah, overall, I was extremely impressed with it. I really was. Um, it's just, you know, I've always said that the Model S is Tesla's best product. Um, it's, it, it offers a lot for the money. It, it's been around the longest. It is getting long in the tooth. That thing came out in like 2013. So it's been on sale for almost 10 years. And it's, you know, but it, it's still, they, they've definitely put their time and effort into it and, tr and to try to make it as good as they can. And it does improve with, you know, with basically every year. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, would I buy one? Absolutely not. If, if I had to buy a Model S, I would just get the standard long range model that's zero to 60 in like three and a half seconds, which is more than fast enough. And it has a normal steering wheel. Um, and it, it basically looks the exact same. So that is the one I would, if I had to get a Model S, which I'm not, I would go for the long range. Um, but yeah, like I said, overall, very impressive car, but still not for me. And I, I do see, um, I do see a lot of accidents happening with this. Unfortunately, I mean, people are gonna buy this and they're gonna think, oh, look at this, it's so fast, it's so fast. And then they're going to crash because they didn't break in time or they just were not being smart. So, yeah, let's move on to the next car I'd like to discuss. And that is the all new 2023 Porsche Cayman GT4 RS. This car I'm actually very excited about. You all know I'm a huge Porsche fan. Um, and the Cayman GT4, honestly, in my opinion, one of the best cars they make. It, the Cayman, in my opinion, I've always said this, it's, it's better balanced than a 911 thanks to the mid-engine. Um, but Porsche is now really like putting a lot of money into the Cayman and to make it even better. I mean, the GT4, um, they're doing the 
GTS four liter now, which is amazing. It has the uh, four liter NA flat six instead of that uh, four cylinder turbo, which just isn't that great. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, this is really cool. So I'm actually gonna, um, I'll pull this up. So the all new seven eight. I keep forgetting it's now the seven eighteen Cayman. It's you know they because when they went to the four cylinder they um they they renamed it the seven eighteen. So this is it. I mean it looks awesome. This one has the Vishock package, which you know more aero, lighter weight. It has the four liter engine from the nine nine two GT three. It is not detuned, which is surprising, even though it makes less power than it does in the GT3. So um, the GT3, it's 503 horsepower and 346 pound-feet of torque. This is, this one, I have it written down. This is 493 horsepower and 331 pound-feet of torque. And the reason it doesn't make as much power as the GT3 is because it has longer exhaust pipes and you do lose a little bit of power with that. It also has a really cool, uh, the intake is different because obviously this engine was originally developed for the 911 to be you know, a rear mounted engine. This one being mid-engine, I'm gonna try to see if there's a good picture of it. Here we go. The intake is in the rear window. So they got rid of the rear window made it into an air intake which is it's that's just so cool i mean andy preuninger who was in who's the head of uh porsche's gt division you know he and his team i mean they are quite literally magicians they work magic what i mean it is the stuff they do is insane um you know there's a reason why he's nicknamed mr gt and you know, he, every car that he has worked on has been excellent. I've had the chance to drive a few of his cars and every single one of them was insanely good. Um, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to this. Um, unfortunately, it is PDK only. Um, the RS cars usually always are PDK, uh, just, you know, for the fastest lap times. And it shows because this thing, did a seven minute, 4.5 second run on the Nürburgring Nordschleife, which is insane, insanely fast, not sub seven minutes, but really close, really, really close. And that's, I mean, that, that thing is, that's just insane how, how fast it is for a Cayman. Um, it has 25% more downforce than the normal GT4, thanks to the larger rear wing in the revised front splitter as well. Um, it also has some fiberglass body panels and more carbon to make it lighter. Um, and yeah, the price is a lot of money. It's uh, it's one here in the US, it starts at $143,050, which is, that's a lot. I mean, the normal GT4, I think is right around 100,000 and by the time you put options on this thing, it's you're probably going to be looking at like 160. Still, Porsche is saying it's going to be around twenty, thirty thousand dollars less than a comparable GT3. But the thing is, if 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 you can afford this, you can afford a GT3. And 
I would still get a GT3 over a GT4 RS. I would. Um, that's just me, but this thing is going to be absolutely insane. It really is. I am I'm so excited um, for this car. I mean, that engine, the four liter NA flat six, you know, just under 500 horsepower, revs all the way up to 9,000 RPM. Just, just that, I love that engine. I recently drove the new GT3 as well. And that engine just makes that car so special. It really, really does. Um, so moving on, uh, next thing I'd like to talk about, uh, I, I have talked about it before, but now we have a lot of information on it. It's the upcoming 2023 Acura Integra. So they recently revealed the prototype version, which in Honda concept car speak means it is 99% production ready. They don't, they usually don't show off the interior in their prototype cars. Uh, and that's the case with this one as well. But the internet hates it. I actually really, really like it. I think it's going to be a solid car when it comes out next year. It, um, it's uh it's based on the new civic um so you know say what you want about that but um the new i've not driven the new civic yet but all the reviews are really really good i mean civics always drive way better than they should for you know a compact economy car and the new Integra, it's what's really interesting about this is this is Acura's new Halo car. The NSX is on its way out. Um, and you know, Acura's made a comeback. The new RDX, new MDX, and the TLX are amazing. And now that they're bringing back the Integra, this is going to be, you know, Acura's they've turned themselves around. They used to make some subpar luxury cars, and now they're they really made a comeback. So this is the 2023 Acura Integra prototype. This is what it's going to look like. Um, like I said, Acura's and Honda's prototypes are 99% the production car. Like I said, based on the Civic, it's going to have a 1.5 liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine and an available six-speed manual transmission. Thank you, Acura. Um, and it's going to have it's going to be the high output version of this engine from the Civic Si, so around 200 horsepower, um, in which you know, and this is which will be great. Um, I guarantee you, there's going to be a Type S version that comes out uh, in the near future that will probably be based on the upcoming uh, Civic Type R. So have that engine, I assume, transmission as well. Um, from what I can deduct, it's going to be front wheel drive only. But you never know. We'll wait and see until they when they reveal the full-on production car. Um, but yeah, it is a lovely car. I mean, I'm I'm quite impressed with it. It it's not it's not the Integra's of old. It's people are all upset that it's not a two-door, and I understand why it's not a two-door because no one's buying coupes anymore. No one's buying, you know, Honda doesn't sell the Civic coupe anymore because no one buys them. The mini hardtop two-door doesn't sell as well as it used to because everyone's getting, you know, a countryman or the clubman or, you know, the four-door hardtop mini. But this is a, a really cool car. Um, 
it uh it has these really cool 19 inch wheels it's got brembo brakes uh i do things i don't think will make production um i don't think obviously these yellow tailpipes will not make production um also oh, this is really cool like all the integras of old it has the integra um badge um uh, printed into the bumper which is really cool um almost positive that the need to go back a bit that the um this will not make production i guarantee that side graphic you, you never know you never know but i don't think it will or if it does it's going to be like a, a dealer installed option um but it's cool it's still a lift back so it's still you know it's still a hot hatch and the best part is this thing it's going to start at around thirty thousand dollars i mean i think it looks great um for 30 grand base that's a really good starting point um you know high output four cylinder six speed manual you know five door hatchback it's practical and you know it's an accurate so it's going to be more luxurious than the honda um this color is really cool. This is indie yellow pearl um, paint. It's from the NSX supercar. And it's it's a homage to the old Phoenix yellow that was on the old Integras. Um, but yeah, uh, not 100% sure if these 19 inch wheels will make it to production either. I mean, you never know. And it's got Brembo brakes as well, because you know, of course it has to. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, I am very, very impressed with it i am i really i i have a co-worker that's um gonna be getting one uh because he, he right now is an rsx uh, which is the old you know, here the previous gen uh integra was sold here in the us the uh rsx and it's it's a great it, it, you know we'll see he said he he says he's gonna get the six speed too so We'll see, and I'm very, very excited for that. They have done an amazing job. And it's interesting because this is actually being developed by Honda Japan, but it's going to be built here in the US, um, mainly for uh, US. Mainly only, I assume, will be sold in other countries as well, but North America is going to be the largest market for it, no doubt. So the next car and last car I'd like to go over is the teaser for the new bmw xm concept this is bmw m division's first kind of in-house electrified vehicle it is of course it's a bmw x car so it's going to be an suv <clears throat> and the thing is it's bmw in enormous kidney grills is a trend that needs to go away and they're not gonna stop because this, what in the Sam hell is this? I mean, first of all, the grills are illuminated. Like, like I have, like, we have no idea what kind of car that is. Oh, it's got two massive kidney grills that light up. Hmm, what could that be? Is that an Audi? Is that a Mercedes? Is that, is that a BMW? No, that can't be. 
that can't be a BMW, can it? Oh God, I, I don't know what the fuck this thing. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I'm looking at this and I physically want to be sick. Like that is how terrible this thing looks. Uh, it's way too angular for my taste, and it's just uh, it, yeah. It's, it's quite frankly disgusting. I am appalled. I'm appalled at what BMW is doing for the most part now. And I am extremely appalled at this electrified and SUV thing. Uh, however, um, let's get a BMW's not announced an official reveal date, but they said it's going to debut at a future Art Basel show, art show, probably the one in Miami, Florida, that is from December 2nd to December 4th of 2021. So that's, what is that, next week? Um, so yeah, uh, engine, uh, powertrain, it is most likely, again, nothing's been officially revealed, but there have been some spy shots and stuff. Probably gonna be the twin turbo 4.4 liter V8 that we've seen forever now, uh, but with a plug-in hybrid. So think around. 700 horsepower, probably at the least. I think probably more than that. And this is going to be an M only model. So there's not going to be any, you know, XM40i or, you know, an XM30i. It's XM, just M, just the top performance uh, versions of it. Um, but yeah, I don't like the way it's too angular. The headlights are basically non existent. The grill is way too big. It looks like I mean, I could literally like grill a steak on that grill. No pun intended. It, it's that it's that horrible. It, it's horrible. At least it's not like the vertical beaver teeth that they put on the four series and the new M3 and M4. But it's it's almost as bad. Um, and then the last thing about this. Uh, BMW have announced it is going to be produced to their Spartanburg, South Carolina plant, which is their biggest uh, uh, factory here in the U.S. in Spartanburg, South Carolina. That's where X3, X4, X5, X6, X7 are all produced, and now the uh, upcoming X8, or not X8. This was supposed to be the X8, and then they decided, let's make this into an M-only car, so it's the XM. So, yeah, that's will be that for the BMW XM concept. And that will also wrap up today's podcast. So thank you so much uh, for listening. And uh, be sure to follow uh, the Autos and Airways podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, Anchor, and also follow us on Instagram as well at Autos and Airwaves and also my other Instagram account at, at Cincy Rovers. So like I said, thank you so much uh, for tuning in and we will see you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>